Great friends throughout Southern California. Yeah, coming to you live on 710 ESPN. This is Scott Kaplan. We are going to have a monster day too. Remember, I told you yesterday, it's like an NBA player. I signed a 10-day contract with 710 ESPN. I know it got picked up and reported all over the radio blogs around the world. Kaplan signs a 10-day deal with ESPN Radio. Day two of 10. Let's see what happens. ESPN Radio is being presented by Progressive Insurance. And all of our guests today will appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. By the way, speaking of those guests, I was just saying to George Sedano, Kurt Warner's coming up today. Look, I got it. When the Rams were Kurt Warner's Rams, when they were the greatest show on turf, they were the St. Louis Rams. But if you're a longtime Rams fan, and when the Rams moved, you still stuck it out, that was your team, that was your quarterback. That's my quarterback. And you know the story of Kurt Warner and what happened in his life. From a guy who played smaller college football, couldn't really get a break in the NFL, had to go the Arena League, NFL Europe back in the day, and then to come back and have the opportunity of a lifetime because somebody gets hurt in front of him and he goes on to become one of the greatest Super Bowl legends of all time. Kurt Warner will be here and he'll be here via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And I want to mention one other thing with thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation. By the way, I started to see this and I was reading it and I was like, Napa stores, are they talking about like wine up in Napa? Oh, no, no, right, Napa, the auto parts store. Chances are that wherever you call home, Napa Auto Parts does as well. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store or Napa Auto Care Center or you visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. Napa know-how. There you go. All right, so we're just officially kicking off here on a Tuesday afternoon Hope everybody's ready to roll because we got a great three hours coming up for you and we'll lead right into Mason and Ireland. So listen, last night, Major League Baseball announced their schedule. Have you had a chance to look specifically at the Dodgers schedule? And then did you by chance take a look at the Lakers schedule? Now, let me start off by saying this. For those of you that have been Dodger fans but who have been blacked out of Dodger games for all these years. The Dodgers are finally supposed to be on every TV in Los Angeles. And by the way, I know this story because I lived this story years and years ago with the San Diego Padres. There was a time when you may have had one particular cable service and you just could not get their games. And it infuriated people. And finally, ultimately, it got done and everybody's like, oh, great, I can finally watch these games. Now, they've not been good enough to get you to sit down and watch, but a small core of people will. Dodger fans, on the other hand, you've wanted to see this team, particularly in the last seven years. You have wanted to see the Dodgers, and you've been shut out of doing so. And now, finally, when all these Dodger games will be available to you on television, if you just take a look at the schedule, Dodgers over here, Lakers over here, did you happen to notice that, especially the first eight games, before the playoffs in the NBA bubble, if you look at the Dodgers schedule and you look at the Lakers schedule, they're going head-to-head like every single night. Oh, by the way, that becomes another complaint for Major League Baseball. 
There are people saying, hold on, wait a second. You guys are playing 60 games. The kids are out of school. Many businesses are, are, are being shut down again. Restaurants being told, hey, no indoor dining. I mean, we're, we're living in this corona world. Hey, baseball, why don't you play a bunch of more day games? I'm kind of home. I'm sitting around. Help me out here, Major League Baseball. But if you look at the schedule between what the Dodgers have at the beginning of their season and what the Lakers have as they're continuing on their season and heading towards a potential championship, not that the Dodgers aren't serious contenders, naturally they are, but you got to make a decision here. Unless you got like a couple of televisions mounted side by side, or you got your game plan of you're going to use an app on this device and you're going to use your TV over here. I mean, you can make your adjustments to see both at the same time, but the Lakers and the Dodgers are playing, I mean, virtually at the exact same times. Listen to this. The Lakers on July 30th, at 6 p.m., take on the Clippers. Kind of a huge game, wouldn't you say? The kind of game you're probably going to sit down and want to watch. Dodgers are opening at Arizona. Play at 640. So the Lakers start at 6. Dodgers at Arizona, 640. First game for the Dodgers on the road or first game for the Lakers continuing their season taking on the Clippers? I'll go Lakers-Clippers. Next game. Lakers play Toronto. Um, you know what the Dodgers are doing? They're, they're playing Arizona again at the exact same time. I'm just going through the whole schedule. The, the, the Lakers play the Jazz, and the, 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 the Dodgers are playing the Padres. I mean, it's, for me, it's a very simple choice. Am I going to watch the Lakers pick up the season, play inside the bubble, try and figure out what outside of just getting Dwight Howard to commit that he's all in. What else is it going to take to win inside of this bubble, inside of something that we, we can all try and figure out and analyze who's got the best roster, who's got the healthiest roster. But there's a whole mental side to, I don't have my wife. I don't have my kids. I don't have my friends. I'm not supposed to go anywhere. Everything I do is here. There is a mental component to this bubble that we don't yet know about. But I would tell you this, uh, the Lakers schedule, Clippers and Raptors and Jazz and Thunder and Rockets and the Pacers, the Nuggets and the Kings, those are eight games until you get to the playoffs. The Dodgers have two against Arizona on the road, two at San Diego on the road, and then they come home and I'm going to tell you, if I have to make my choice, if I'm an L.A. sports fan and I got the Lakers headed towards a championship and I've got the Dodgers who are just restarting, for me, it's a pretty easy choice. I'm going to take these, these Laker games. And I, it's, it's just kind of strange that when you look at the schedules and the way they came out, how aligned these two schedules are. So I'm going to get there. I'll talk about some of that kind of stuff as the afternoon goes on. I want to talk about Bill Plaschke's column in the LA Times. I really do. Uh, I'm a big Bill Plaschke fan, have been for years. When he puts out a column, I generally read it. I, I said it earlier with, with George during Crosstalk. I want to be clear. I'm not holding a newspaper. I, am, I do not have anybody's germs that were transferred from outside to inside. I'm not holding a newspaper. That is an, an old man thing to do. And I try to present myself as a young man, even though, you know, I'm really just the father of some young men. Look, um, Bill Plaschke's column today is hilarious because it talks about how baseball should be celebrating the announcement of the schedule 
and getting baseball back on the field. But in actuality, what's happening is the perpetuation of the brawl between the owners and the players. When you've got Mike Trout saying he does not feel comfortable, when you've got a young superstar like Chris Bryant who is very publicly complaining about the lack of testing, uh, when you've got Mookie Betts, who now people are starting to wonder, does he really want to play? Is he just playing this year because he's got to get to free agency? I'm going to talk about all of this as the afternoon goes on. So listen, we're just getting going. We're just getting started. And I will say, real excited to be here again on day two. I want to thank Greg Bergman, who is, who's working with us in LA. Adam Bronstein, Brawny, looking forward to it today. Chris Morales, who's doing all of the, uh, the imaging work. And so all the stuff you're hearing is awesome. So really, really excited to be working with this team again. And the leader at 710 ESPN, Amanda Brown. So coming up, Baseball should be celebrating its return. But instead, these owners and these players are still fighting. But what is the fight about right now? Let's talk about this next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friends. Yeah, that's right. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I know. It's crazy. I got some of the trolling yesterday on Twitter. I got a little bit of it. You know, I got some of it. Oh, you're a sellout. Oh, you're just like Dean Spanos and the Chargers. You're on your way to L.A. I caught up to some of it. Hey, listen, speaking of Twitter, do it for me, man, today. Because yesterday you guys just crushed it, knocked it out of the park. Send me a tweet, at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, and tag me, at Scott Kaplan, and also tag at ESPN Los Angeles. Tag both of us. All right, so tag at Scott Kaplan and at ESPN Los Angeles. And take a picture of whatever device you are listening on. Yesterday, it was Alexa's. It was people's car radios. Uh, it was people on using apps and desktops. Whatever device you are listening to 710 ESPN today, wherever you are spending the afternoon with us together, take a picture and just tell me what part of Southern California or yesterday we were getting tweets from around the world. Wherever you are, show us what device and tell us where you are. So... Get that going, because I'm telling you right now, it blew up Twitter yesterday. Um, and then we got blown up by Patrick Mahomes and the announcement of this $500 million contract. But it's time right now for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And let me talk to you about my first thought, really, of the day. I was reading Bill Plaschke's column in the LA Times. I like Bill Plaschke. I'm a fan of Bill Plaschke. I like what he writes. To me, he is the voice of L.A. sports when it comes to newspaper columnists. I'm a fan of his work. Um, his work on ESPN and Around the Horn has turned him into a big media star, such a big media star that he don't return phone calls. But, Bill, you know what? Now that I'm on 710 ESPN, maybe you'll give me a call back. Listen, this column today is hilarious. Bill Plaschke starts off by saying, look, this Major League Baseball 60-game season he calls it the reckless road that's being traveled by baseball has taken a dangerous stop. And he pretty much goes into how the Astros, the Nationals, the Cardinals have all had to shut down their workouts because the Corona testing wasn't really getting to where it needed to go in a timely fashion. The Diamondbacks had to uh, also do some delays. The Oakland A's have complained. The Angels have had all kinds of issues of their own. So, there's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot to what's going on right now. Is baseball really going to be able to pull this off? Look, I've said it the whole time, right? 
I don't think they can do it. I don't think you can go from L.A. to Phoenix, from Phoenix to San Diego, from San Diego to San Francisco, back home. And all of these teams and all of these traveling parties are all circulating and rotating from from ballpark to plane to bus to hotel, back to ballpark, etc. I, I just don't know how they can really pull this off. So Plaschke writes, it was all so joyous. This is my reading of Plaschke. It was all so joyous when baseball announced its return. But that fantastical elation has quickly evaporated into a familiar reality. And here's the line. The billionaire owners aren't just greedy. They're gross. That's Plaschke today in the LA Times. The billionaire owners aren't just greedy. They're gross. You know why? Next line. After spending three months fighting players over every penny, they're now nickel and diming them to death with unprofessional medical oversight and clumsy logistical assistance. This is Plaschke in the LA Times. Today saying the Major League Baseball owners who really wanted to play this season have gotten these guys back to practicing and these guys are not feeling comfortable and not feeling safe about it. In fact, Plaschke goes on to write, is it any wonder that the Angels' Mike Trout is uncertain about playing this season or that the Dodgers' David Price already bailed? We talked about this yesterday. He goes on, is it any wonder that Betts, who might be playing only to accrue the service time necessary to become a free agent next offseason, openly ponders the existence of a season? Let me pause for a moment. Think about this. What is Plasky saying here? He's saying that, hey, Mookie Betts got traded here, and he's got to play these 60 games to get this service time, to get this service time to get to free agency so that Mookie Betts can go get some Patrick Mahomes-type money. I mean, it, it really comes off as questioning, like, does he really want to be playing? And, and is he only playing because he needs to get this service time? Here's the quote from Mookie Betts. Quote, the main concern is the safety and health. There's a lot going on. We haven't gotten tests back. We don't know who's sick, who's not sick. There's just going to be a lot going on that needs to be addressed. That's Mookie Betts. Okay, that, that's the guy the Dodgers went out and got and said, look, this is a guy who's going to help us win a World Series. We've, we've been getting there every year. We've been crushing this division. We need more firepower. We went out and got a guy who's a three-time All-Star, a three-time Gold Glover, an MVP, a champion, major market guy in his prime. We went out and got him. We added him to this team. It's time to win. This guy's thinking to himself, hold on, dude, hold on, chill, wait a second. I mean, I got a lot of questions here. You know, I, I don't feel like, th like things are going very well right now. And Mookie Betts is sort of the local example. And you can put him together. They're, they're married, him and David Price, because they came from Boston together, and Price has already said, I'm out. But Mookie Betts has to be in. I said this to you yesterday, that, that David Price still has two more years. He got 60-plus million dollars. He's still going to make on his contract. He's forfeiting $12 million right now. Mookie Betts is one of these kinds of guys that, yeah, he's an established superstar, granted, but he's playing for the big-money contract, which is on the way. So it's you got a lot of these ball players who are very publicly now essentially feuding with the owners. And the feud began 
you'll remember, this is why we've wasted all this time. I mean, baseball could be playing right now, but they argued and they battled for so long over how much who was going to get paid. And that, that's, that's all it was about. And it wasn't just the player saying, well, I want to get paid. It was the owner saying, you got to work with us here. And the players don't really want to work with the owners. And right now, like so many other young Americans, these guys are speaking out. You know, I talked about this yesterday. The world has changed significantly. It's not just coronavirus. It's what has happened in our country after the murder of George Floyd. Young people in our country feel much more empowered, in my opinion, than ever before to speak up. And look, baseball players have always had their problems with baseball owners. But you got young stars like Mookie Betts blatantly, obviously, outwardly, unapologetically questioning the owners. That was pretty good the way I just put like those four words together. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't even like try to do it. It just happened. Anyway, um, so, so look, you got a guy like Chris Bryant now. You, you got Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Chris Bryant. Here's, here's Chris Bryant. Quote, what we agreed to was testing every other day. And we've had guys who showed up and hadn't gotten tested again until seven days later. And here's what Bryant says. I wanted to play this year because I thought it would be safe. Honestly, I don't feel that. That is, that is amazing to me that baseball owners and baseball players spent all this time squabbling over money. And now that they're finally back, by the way, I watched the, the highlights last night on sports center. Let's go to Yankee stadium and inner squad scrimmage. And I was like, okay, that's baseball. You know, I don't care that there's nobody in the stands. You're showing me highlights. This guy hit. This guy hit a home run. This guy struck somebody out. That's baseball. Honestly, it didn't even matter to me that it wasn't regular season and it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, a crowded Yankee stadium. Looked like baseball to me. So these guys are spending an awful lot of time arguing and fighting and all these young stars are questioning their game. You don't hear this in the NBA. Man, oh man, the NBA, they are promoting their game. The NBA, they're like, bubble, let's do it. Get me a manicure, get me a pedicure. Let me play some golf, I'll play some video games. Let's go, let's play some ball. Feel safe. Baseball players not feeling safe. That's straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. And there you go. That's my straight talk being brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Okay, coming up. How did a Kansas City liquor store employee scoop ESPN's Adam Schefter on the Patrick Mahomes story? Think about that now. I mean, Adam Schefter is like the most trusted voice on ESPN when it comes to breaking stories. But wait a second. There's a young lady working at a liquor store, and she may have scooped Shefty. Going to tell you about it. Coming right back. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. But here I am. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And coming up at 1255, if you've been listening for a long time, you know my friend Kurt Warner. And I know everybody does that on radio. You know, he's my really good friend. I just happen to get lucky enough one day to be paired with Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan for NFL football on uh, Monday Night Football on Westwood One. And so Kurt Warner is going to come on and he will appear on ESPN radio via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And, you know, Kurt Warner, he's coming up, like I said, 1255. So stick with me for a second here. Uh, one of the greatest nights ever. 
remember the night the Rams were uh, playing the 49ers? It was in the Bay Area, and um, it was early. In fact, it was the Rams' very first game back in L.A., and the Rams played in San Francisco, and that night there was a guy who jumped onto the field, and Kevin Harlan screaming, that guy is drunk! Somebody stop that man! It's a it's a, a hip-high toss, and he's wearing a red jacket with a white stripe, and he's doing his whole thing. Harlan's just going crazy, right? And And... and there's Kurt Warner trying to get in on the whole thing. And, and finally, the, the security guys tackle him. Somebody stop that man. He's drunk. And, and, then, and then when the tackle is made, that's when Kurt Warner shows up. And he's like, hey, that was a really nice wrap tackle. Went down around the knees. Got him right where you're supposed to get him. It was a nice move. So then after the game, we all get into the car to leave to go to the hotel. And I say to Kevin, I go, dude, you've gone viral. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I tell him. And when I start playing it for him on Twitter. And he goes, oh, no, am I in trouble? Did I, did I hurt the network? And me and Warner are in the back dying. So we're laughing our, our asses off. And, and we go back to the team hotel, and we get dropped off. And me and Kurt go to across to a street to a burger joint. And you, you would think Michael Jackson just walked in to this burger joint when Kurt Warner shows up. People love this guy. That's why they're doing a movie about his life story. And Kurt Warner will join us in just a couple of minutes. So listen, Patrick Mahomes and this, this $500 million contract, incredible, absolutely incredible. But is it possible that a liquor store employee in Kansas City actually scooped Adam Schefter? Now, look, everybody knows Adam Schefter from ESPN, right? He's the guy who's always got his phone with him. You know, things are happening. People are texting him. You know, he, he's, he's got things going on at all times, right? But listen to this story. Before... It was revealed by Adam Schefter that Patrick Mahomes was signing the richest contract in the history of sports. A young lady by the name of Katie Camlin of a liquor store called Plaza Liquors in Kansas City. She posted on Twitter that a front office employee for the Chiefs came in and bought six bottles of Dom Perignon. Said there's a big signing today. He said it's not Chris Jones. So my guess is Mahomes deal is done. This girl working at this liquor store, sold this executive from the Chiefs a whole bunch of bottles of champagne. And that person walks in, they got on a Chiefs jacket, right? She's like, oh my God, what's going on? Oh, big signing over at the facility today. Hey, is it Chris Jones? Not Chris Jones. Oh my goodness, then it must be you know who. And she kind of scooped Shefty. She kind of got him. You know, he may not like to hear it, but she kind of got him. I got to congratulate Lee Steinberg because, you know, Lee Steinberg, I can't have him on the radio. He just, he, he'll, he'll put me to sleep. He'll put you to sleep. You're driving down the road. You're going to fall asleep. It's not going to be good. I love Lee Steinberg, though, because I love his story. Lee Steinberg is the agent that people kind of look at and they go, he was the guy they created the movie Jerry Maguire after. Because, yeah, back in, oh, man, I'm talking the late 90s, dude. There was nobody in professional sports that was hotter than Lee Steinberg. He had every superstar quarterback, and I mean every guy, from Troy Aikman to Warren Moon to, uh, I mean, back in the day, Kerry Collins of the New York Giants was a star. He had everybody. And at the Super Bowl, nobody put on a party like Lee Steinberg back in the day. But then Lee hit really hard times, you know? You think that just because you're successful in life, just because you're making a lot of money, just because you're a star right now, that you get to have that forever? You don't. You know, you, you got to work at that. And Lee, this is, you know, stuff he talks about all the time. Dude, he had hard times. Really hard times, daddy. You guys know I love Duff the Road, the American dream. I love Duff the Road, hard time, daddy. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Lee Steinberg found out what, Lee, what hard times are. 
major alcohol problem, dude. Took his whole career, his whole business, his whole life just down. And then he battled, battled back and beat it and lives in recovery. Because anybody who's ever had to deal with alcoholism or drug abuse, dude, um, you know, it, it hurts you, but it hurts the people around you, you know? And so I'm talking from experience here. Look, Lee came battling back. You know, I, I didn't have this problem, but I've had people around me who have. And so Lee came battling back. And really, you go from the superstar of NFL agents in the late 90s to being out of the game, out on your luck. I mean, bad. Life was not the way it was supposed to be when you were riding high. And you make this kind of comeback where Patrick Mahomes is your star client and all these years later, you sign the richest contract in the history of sports? Dude, amazing story. It really is. And I'm sure Lee's probably driving around somewhere listening to this going, why are you not having me on the air? And it's because of that, dude. I mean, I love you. You know I love you, Lee. I do. But it's, it's an in-person thing, baby. It's not, a, uh, it's not over the phone thing. Can you feel me on that? Just want to make sure you got me on that. Okay. Listen, it's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I know it sounds very strange. You're saying, how is this happening? How has this all happened? I mentioned this yesterday to everybody, and, and it just happened. You know, I, I was uh, doing my daily podcast, and, um, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, met some people down at the Super Bowl in Miami and had some, some really great relationships here at 710, and here we find ourselves. I want everybody who's listening right now, if you are a Twitter user, I want you to get onto Twitter, go to my Twitter, which is at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, at Scott Kaplan. I want you to tag me, and I want you to tag at ESPN Los Angeles. It's total activation, man. That's what we're doing. You know, we're all part of this thing together. We're all having fun together. We're in a crazy time in our life, on our, our planet, in our communities, we are in a crazy time, you know? I mean, last night, I happened to go into a restaurant. And, you know, you walk in, I got the mask on, I, I go sit down at the table, I get to take the mask off, I get up to go to the bathroom, I gotta put the mask back on. We're, we're living in a, in a crazy time. So building community and, and, and everybody who's listening, you know, you tweet me, I retweet you. So I'm helping you, you help me, let's all work together and, uh, and let's all have a great afternoon, okay. So I mentioned that coming up, Kurt Warner is uh, he's on the way. And I also want to get into some of the Lakers versus Dodgers. I mentioned this, this notion of the Lakers schedule versus the Dodgers schedule. I mean, I think you really, really got to take a look at LeBron versus Kawhi, which is a, it, it, you remember the old days of Brady versus Manning. It's, it's that kind of a matchup. So to look at the Dodgers schedule side by side from the Lakers, you got to ask yourself, what are you going to be watching? And uh, I'm going to get to that coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Going to send a shout out to the LA Fire Department. I'm getting some tweets from these guys. Say they're listening this afternoon. Glad to have you guys, man. Right on. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Glad everybody's here, man. We're having a great day so far. We really are. Uh, let me talk about really quickly. I, I, yesterday, you guys kind of kind of got on me a little bit uh, about my goatee that I'm rocking right now. I'm going to talk about what I need to do about this. But first, Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you uh, unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Whoever wrote that, that's smart. The proof is in the Pennzoil. 
based on a sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Okay, that, 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 that might get, get a little bit away from me uh, when we're talking about which motor oil to use. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Pennzoil Synthetic. Hey, listen, um, for everybody that tweeted me yesterday, and I, I'm telling you, keep bringing it right now. Tweet me at Scott Kaplan, tag at ESPN Los Angeles. Show me what device you're listening on and tell me where around the world you are listening. But I got beat up yesterday over my goatee look let me just explain something to you guys right i can't grow a beard i can i've never been man enough to grow a real beard when i see a guy with a real beard i'm like can i touch that that beard is awesome i'm jealous i'm envious i can't grow a real beard the only place i can grow is a goatee and when my girlfriend says to me i like it i said so should i keep it she said i'll tell you when to get rid of it i said okay okay i'll keep it for now um and when i do shave it Barbasol shaving cream, <laughs> yeah, is available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave. Whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin, there's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol. Man, I remember getting a box one day delivered to my house. I open it up. There's like 20 cans of Barbasol in there. I'm like, what's going on? What, what's the deal? And uh, one of the producers from the Monday Night Football broadcasts on Westwood One said, hey, did you get your box of Barbasol? And I went, yeah, I did get a box of like 24 cans of Barbasol. I got every flavor, man. I'm using them all. And he said, yeah, that's because they're a sponsor. So they, I, I, I guess my expectation would be that I'm about to get a whole bunch of Barbasol in the mail. Okay, hey, listen, I want to say um, I got this great team working around me here at 710 ESPN. Greg Bergman is producing. Adam Bronstein is running this operation. Fellas, can you jump in here for a moment? Yeah, what's up, man? Yes. So, guys, um, Dwight Howard. I want to talk about Dwight Howard. I mentioned that the Lakers schedule and the Dodgers schedule, if you guys had a chance to take a look at how these two schedules align and how pretty much every Laker game, the first eight games before the playoffs, they're like the same exact time as the Dodger games. And the Dodger games are finally going to be able to be seen by everybody on television. Greg, I know that uh, these are your two teams, man. I know how passionate you are about them. What do you think about this, this, this lineup of these two teams at the same time? Uh, it's just a, it's really disappointing just because I can't stand that Major League Baseball screwed up yet another time. And I mean, look, it's all going back into, into history and saying like, oh, what could have been, but they really could have been playing baseball right now. But they sat and decided to argue over money publicly, not even just like behind closed doors. They publicly argued over money without talking about what's going on with the, with the testing and they screwed it all up. And now they're putting together the schedule that looks exactly like a regular schedule, not a truncated schedule and they screwed it up and they put it right next to the Dodger the Laker games and now they're going to go head to head with the NBA coming back when the NBA is in the middle of their season it was a huge mistake they did it all completely wrong you think anybody inside Major League Baseball's offices even thought about this for one second I mean do you think that they even thought to themselves oh wait a second like the NBA and the NHL they're actually coming back and they're going to be invading our calendar space and what we ought to do, like, for example, we ought to take a look at the Dodgers and we ought to take a look at, like, the Lakers and see when are the Lakers playing. Maybe we don't have the Dodgers playing at that exact time. I would argue that there is nobody in Major League Baseball's offices that is conscious enough to even consider this. Like, wait a second. The rest of the sports world is playing when usually it's us. You're absolutely right. right. There, there's no way anyone in MLB, because they've shown it time and time again. It's either because they're tone deaf or they're so insulated from everything that's going on in the outside world that it, it's, it's 
my thing is common sense isn't so common anymore, and MLB has shown that over and over again. And yet the NBA continues to show why they, while why they are the most put together professional sports league in the world. There's right. such a thing as counter programming, and the way that <laughs> major league, my very my very corporate buttoned up tie thing going yeah. on here. But I love counter programming. Yeah, but like so, Major League Baseball, if they're going to come back at the same time as every other sport, and they no longer have that avenue to be. Uh, solo, like they normally are during the entire summer, then they need to counter-program the bigger sports. And unfortunately, the way that the world works now is that baseball is behind basketball in a lot of different ways. So baseball needs to maybe play earlier games or just make sure you're not playing at the exact same time as the other team in the city. I'm telling you that that in in Major League Baseball's executive offices, as they're they're scrambling to try and figure out, well, how do we do this? It's 60 games. Where do we go? And who's playing who? And what? And they go, okay, let's just do this and this. And it's 6:40 here, and we're going to play it at 6:40 here. And nobody in the office goes, hey guys, uh, dude, um, do you guys know that like the NBA is playing their last eight games and then going into their playoffs? Have you guys paid attention to that? And everybody in the room would have been like. Oh, damn, we should kind of consider that as a possibility. But they, they, they're, they're in scramble mode. It doesn't matter how big of a business you are, how much money you generate, okay? People are still people. And I'm telling you that when you're so wrapped up in your own zone, you don't even see things in the periphery. And I'm telling you, baseball did not even consider the NBA. Now, you look at the NBA and how all of their players – now, look, there's a couple guys who've opted out, Avery Bradley being primary. But you look at how guys are coming back. Let me play for you last night, Dwight Howard, uh, just a clip of his conversation with CNN's Don Lemon, where Lemon is now pressing Dwight to find out, dude, are you going to come back and play for the Lakers? We know that he is. But here's how it went down last night on CNN. Bronny, can you go ahead and play that? You know, I know basketball will most likely resume. And, uh, you know, I, have a, I, have a, I feel like we have a great opportunity. Uh, the Lakers do for winning the title this year. So let me ask you this because I wanted to, I made it plain last time and I want to make it plain again. You mm -hmm. said this is not about you not wanting to play basketball. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, this never, is, it's, not, it's not about that because, you know, Don, you know, I have an obligation. You know, so I have so a you're going to play? Obligation. You're going to play? Listen, I have a, I have a contractual <laughs> obligation to my teammates, to my fans, yeah. the Lakers, the organization. And everyone, but at the same time, I also have an obligation to my family and my community. Uh, so, yes, I will be joining my team in Orlando. All right, there you go. So, so for everybody that was contemplating, is Dwight going to play? Is he not going to play? If he doesn't play, how does it impact everybody else on the roster? What's going to happen? Don't the Lakers need him? I mean, isn't he in a, a key part of this? He's scoring seven points. He's getting seven boards. He's become a team player. He's, he's, he's accepted his role. Got to have Dwight Howard back. And last night on CNN, there you go. You, you get his announcement. I, I will say this. I felt like Dwight Howard had a legitimate point which is if I play, if we play, if basketball plays, we could be taking people's attention away from what we're really talking about on the surface. This stuff has been buried beneath the surface. It's out there. It's on the surface. I want to be a leader. I want to talk about these things, and basketball could be taking away from that. But I think what Dwight Howard has, has learned, and, and I think that this is right, you kind of need the game. 
You need the game, you need the league, you need the media, you need these things if you're going to be serious about doing something when it comes to social injustice. Look, think about Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman back in the day, I know it's a little more relevant because of the Michael Jordan documentary that was, you know, when we didn't have any sports. When Dennis Rodman was playing ball, he actually thought that he could be a big enough star that he didn't need basketball anymore. And remember, like, he was a, a spectacle when he was playing, but as soon as he stopped playing, it was like, yeah, the movies are garbage, and you in a dress isn't funny anymore. You need the game. And I think Dwight has come to learn that. And I think that he's talking about donating the rest of his salary this year, seven hundred grand, to his own nonprofit. I don't know what that means exactly, but it sounds like a very generous thing, doesn't it? I mean, I think so, fellas. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, he's realizing that. Look, if he decided that he wanted to that he wanted to sit out, I would have un completely understood and would have been totally fine with it. But he's realizing, and I think it's smart of him that he's going to affect social change much better if he's actually in Orlando and playing. And by him donating, what is it? I think it's seven hundred thousand right. dollars to his to his organization. That's huge. He's still being able to show what he can do, what the how what's important to him and what's important to the country right now. So I, I think it's great what he did. There's some critic driving around this afternoon somewhere in Southern California that's going, guys, come on, it's seven hundred grand. He's made a fortune. He's just donating it to his own charity. Look, I mean, I understand skepticism. I understand being critical. Um, and I understand, you know, trying to contemplate what are people's motivations. But it just would occur to me that if the guy was seriously contemplating not playing because he was thinking this was taking away, but he's figured that now the game, the media, the attention, I can do more. And by the way, I'm just funneling money into an organization that can, can do good. Hey, man, I say good for Dwight Howard. That's what I think. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look, think money into. First of all, if anybody's skeptic about seven hundred thousand dollars, I'm sorry. Even if it is his own, is his his own charity, doesn't matter. It's still more than five dollars. It's still more than a hundred dollars. It's that's a lot of money to any type of charity. So, <laughs> good for him for doing it that way. But you know how it goes. It's like when you read about the Jordan brand donating a hundred million dollars over ten years. Uh, there are plenty of skeptics out there that will say, yeah, that's really good tax preparation is what that is. That's really good public relations is what that is. Let's let's see that stuff become action. You see, that's the difference for me is that I see Dwight Howard as a guy who's actually doing something, who's taking some action rather than a guy who's either just talking or giving. Um, he's actually doing. And so I think, um, listen, again, I, I just find it really interesting that there was this internal struggle of should I and finally, ultimately, yes, I'm going to. And here's how I'm going to to uh, sort of put together these two emotions that I've been feeling. So Dwight Howard is in, and I want to talk about that a little bit more as the afternoon goes on because Danny Green had a press conference earlier today, and he talked about how much the Lakers need, and he also talked about what those struggles were for Dwight. So we'll talk about it as the afternoon goes on. But coming up next, Kurt Warner is here. He is like one of the top dudes on my man crush power list seemingly every week, okay? I am a huge Kurt Warner fan. They're producing a movie about his life story. I know he's going to have opinions about Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or his Rams that now are in Los Angeles, even though he was in St. Louis. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner is next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.